Aloha and welcome to episode two of the Beach Club. Uh, we are we calling them episodes? I think we call them episodes, Patrick. Can you just take me back yeah. to that Aloha though? That's a new addition. Uh, that was because someone in the office said that when I introduced it last time, I sounded like one of those teenage YouTubers that goes, "Hi everyone, welcome back to my channel." I agree. I decided that we that we could go with something better. I thought Aloha was beachy. It was a bit Hawaii-like, and it fitted the vibe. It's perfect. I love it. I love it. Okay, so that is a deal. We're starting everything with Aloha. Write it down. I'm very pleased to welcome you to episode two of the podcast. Uh, my name's Patrick. I'm the founder of the men's clothing brand, Reef Knots. Uh, I'm joined by my good friend, Charlie, who we will describe as media mogul, model, and now Londoner. Now Londoner, being the important part of that. Are the lungs clogged up yet? The lungs are fine, thank you, Patrick. They're three days off the cigarettes, so they're feeling pretty fresh, actually. Oh, uh, yes, of course, because you're not smoking. So uh, you're sort of negating one with the other. Exactly. So here we are, episode two, the difficult second album. However, will we follow episode one? That's the question, Patrick. We'll always have episode one. <laughs> I thought the reaction was pretty good, considering we just dropped it into nowhere. Yeah, I think so. I agreed. My mum loved it, which is very important. And um, as long as we keep things moving in episode two, you know, don't get clogged down, then I think we're, um, we're on to a winner here, Patrick. Your mum liked it. Yeah, she's your biggest fan, Patrick. That's sweet. I can tell you something that she didn't do, though, and that's rate and review the podcast because more people need to do that. And we were very specific on what we needed people to do. So please... Go and rate and review the podcast if you liked it. If you didn't, don't bother. If you're on YouTube, please click the little like, thumbs, like, up, like, what's, what's it called? The like thumb. The bell, isn't it? There's a bell on YouTube. I don't know. Click the like thumb. Or comment. Ask us some questions in the comments. You know, we'll answer. Or some hate. We can take it. We don't mind. Hate mail. We live on hate, don't we? Yeah. Hate is gonna hate. Contribute something. Contribute something is what we're, is what we're asking, really. In fact... I think we could potentially offer a bribe to people. Good. Let's grease the palms of commerce. So we will offer five, ten caps. Ten? Five caps to the best review, five best reviews. Come on, get, let's get creative. And five caps to people that ask the best questions that we could potentially answer. You can slip them into our DMs. You can email them to us at thebeachclub@reefnots.com. Let's get this conversation going. Let's, let's get some engagement, Patrick. Otherwise, I'm going to get bored of you soon. Let's build fake engagement. <laughs> That's the way. We dare you. We double dare you. How about that? Yeah. Let's get on with it. <laughs> Okay, so now it's time to move on to our shout out to help out scheme. This is where we get the businesses of our listeners into the ears of our other listeners. Very, very eloquently put there, Patrick. I was Thank quite sceptical about this campaign. I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't know if we had enough listeners to put forward businesses for our other listeners. It's all a bit ambitious in my, in my eyes. Did we, did we have any entries? Did we have any interest? Uh, Charlie, I can tell you that your um, scepticism is misplaced because we have had some interest. Good. The only issue that we have encountered 
is that because we were late for the first podcast and it only came out at the weekend and we're recording this on Tuesday, no one's really had the opportunity to get anything to us. That makes sense. So a Blink Media is the shout out this week. A Blink Media with a Q, is that correct, Patrick? No, because like last time, I'm also going to plug a charity and make you look terrible by trying to steal their spot. Uh, this will be the last time we do that. And then next, next week, we will have one of your businesses to share with everyone. So this week, we'll be talking about the Blue Marine Foundation, who we've been working with since 2014. They're a charity dedicated to restoring the health of the oceans by tackling the huge problems associated with overfishing. Uh, they do great work. They're a great team. They produce amazing results. And this is for the benefit um, of all of us because we don't want to get to a point where we go, where are all the fish? And the answer will be that we've eaten them. Uh, but this is also to help fishermen and the fishing programs all around the world because obviously those guys need to have a sustainable future. So it's uh, it's a great charity. We're thrilled to be associated with them. Charlie, you've done some work for them? We have done some work with them, Patrick, thanks to your introduction. No, they really are a fantastic outfit, Blue Marine. They, um, walking into their offices and seeing the stuff they're achieving really sort of makes me question what I'm doing on a day-to-day basis. But anyway, they're, um, they're really good. And yeah, we helped them promote their London to Monaco bike ride back in 2019. So... They orchestrate a yeah, 100, 150-man peloton to go from London to Monaco, ending at the, at the Yacht Show, is it, Patrick? Is it the Yacht Show? The Monaco Yacht Show. and The Monaco Yacht Show. It's amazing. When you finish, uh, Prince Albert of Monaco comes out to greet you. He does. Personally. Yes. I mean, it really is quite a baller event. And who was there to wave us off? We had uh, James Blunt waved us off. James Blunt with a reef nuts tile he did he did and we even got a little yeah. selfie didn't well not a selfie i took the photo but you're there smirking next yeah. to the man who yeah. is so beautiful one thing i learned on that day was not to wear the same lycra as you when we go on a bike ride because you look like a sort of professional athlete uh and i looked like a sort of potato standing next to you i looked like one of those sort of fans on the side of the road at the tour de france the sort of drinking beer in cycling kit I t- it was just every photo i just looked at it and went i look horrible in this well fortunately you, you made up for it in the ride didn't you well I, d- I i did display some pretty uh significant sporting prowess we only did day one of the ride which was london to portsmouth and it was one of the most humiliating days of my life. Uh, it didn't matter that I was a sponsor of the event. It was very clear that I wasn't up to scratch. We started off as the last group, and I don't know why they send off the slowest people last. That was the first problem, wasn't it? Going off last. That already me- meant time wasn't on our side. The morning was re- relatively straightforward affair, although I did slightly start getting dropped on some of the hills. But it was fine. And we got to lunch and they were like, oh, guys, you guys are really behind. You've really got to hurry up because the boat from Portsmouth has been cancelled. And now everyone's got to get to Plymouth by four o'clock. And I thought, well, that's not entirely great because how are we going to get to Portsmouth by one o'clock? And they go, don't worry, we'll get the professional cyclist to lead and we're going to time trial it all the way there. And I was like, well, I hope it's flat. And I just saw them looking at the hills next to them. They went, no. Those are the South Downs. And so started one of the worst afternoons of my life. It was horrendous. It was horrendous. It was horrendous. I've never had both my legs just completely fail on me. And I was cursing the fact that I had 
purchased the cheapest bike that they had in Halfords the day before. And in the end, they just came up to me and said, listen, you're going to ruin this for everyone. Just get in the support car. So they put my bike on the support car and I was just sort of bundled into the back and I just sat there on my phone just going, oh, well, actually, this is probably way easier. So out of, a, so out of 150 riders of the Peloton, only one needed the support car. I just thought I'd point that out. I mean, I didn't even have anyone else crash or something. So at least they could have joined me, but it was just me. And it was pure lack of conditioning. Well, if that sounds like fun, then you'll be pleased to know that the Blue Marine Foundation are doing another ride this year. It's slightly COVID affected because of uh, the inability to travel. So they're doing a bike ride called the South Coast Challenge. And I would check it out at the website london-monaco.cc. It's happening at the end of May, uh, all uh, COVID uh, restrictions permitting. Um, And you will be visiting some of Blue's projects along the way the south uh, sorry the solent oyster restoration project the lime bay fishing project and the plymouth marine park it's a three-day ride about 80 miles each day two nights accommodation and yeah if you are familiar with the saddle then that might be something you want to get involved with so check them out definitely get involved save the oceans people yeah do you think our lone listener uh, likes a bike ride my mum loves a bike ride down to the shop and get some croissants for the old man each each morning. But apart from that, big time. And how and how is she going up hills with professional cyclists? God knows, Patrick. God knows. There's only one way to find out, and that's to visit london-monaco.cc. <laughs> so that's our shout out to help out this week. If you would like to be featured, um, then please contact us via our social media at reefknots or by email thebeachclub at reefknots.com. Don't forget to send your bribes to our warehouse. So our podcast is essentially becoming a bribe for a bribe. Is that right, Patrick? Yeah, so effectively, people are bribing us to tell them about their businesses. We're bribing them to review and ask questions. We've effectively just become like a corrupt government, Eastern European nation. So, you know. Why not? Let's do it. It's how you lubricate the wheels of finance, Charlie. Those years in the stock market taught you something, didn't they? Yeah, you've got to grease a few palms. So now it's time to visit our peaks and troughs of the week as we bob up and down in our podcast ocean. Charlie, you were going to go first i think i'll go first this week patrick and for any of you that didn't catch episode one peaks and troughs is our high moment and low moment of the week so i will share them with you now patrick if it's all right with you i'm going to do my peak and my trough all in one is that okay that's fine with me charlie that's fine with me so my peak was on monday on my first drive into london the sun was shining had new beginnings awaiting housemates were waiting and um i just felt like you know on cloud nine really New, just just felt great. There's no other word for it. Just felt great. Did you feel like Alicia Keys going to New York? I did feel. Ju- that's exactly what I thought. I even had that song playing in the car while I was while I was driving through. Yeah. So this moment of euphoria was brought brutally back down to ground with a big car crash that happened straight in front of me. Luckily, I wasn't involved in it. I um, swerved. It was one of those swerved to miss the car crash situations. But. Although I didn't get, you know, my car didn't get dented or I didn't get bruised or anything, it was the, it was the bitterness of... Just ruined the moment for you. 
it ruined the moment for me and made me realize, you know, we're all pretty vulnerable at the end of the day. And no matter how good you're feeling, you could be one step away from feeling crap. So just when you have those good moments, just make the most of them, Patrick. I've said it before, Charlie, you're so wise. Go on then, fire away with yours. Uh, I don't want to dwell too much on, on the trough. I think we said we were going to do the troughs first. My trough, uh, well, I've got a couple, but mainly the rugby. England game. Which was not very good. But I'm also aware that there are other people from other nations that may be listening. So I'm not going to be a, a person moaning about refereeing decisions um, or anything like that. It was a very game. disappointing Agreed. game. Um, another, trough is that there are, another trough is that there are people on the roof today here. And there's a man with tattoos on his face and he's mending our roof and he's too scary and I'm too afraid to go over and tell him that I'm recording some irritating podcast so i'm just letting him so if you hear any noise then uh that's that it'll be a man with tattoos on the roof i'm um, sure i'm sure our listeners will forgive you for for having some background noise mm. patrick okay i've got quite a good peak though which was a life hack that i've learned but i've also just realized that the moment i tell everyone it uh, i won't be able to do it ever again okay but i've had three days of doing this and it's been great fun now i'm one of these people that does not like answering the phone very much because you get a lot of random numbers when you run a business and you don't know who's going to be on the other end. Generally, it's probably someone trying to sell you something and I find it all a bit too much. Anyway, the new thing to do is when you answer the phone, you just go, hello, oh, by the way, my phone battery is about to run out any minute. If we get cut off, then that's, then that's what's happened. And then the moment you're not interested in what they've got to say or you're bored or you want to do something else, Bam. And they're gone. <laughs> Love that. They'll never call you back because they think your phone battery's dead. I think that's fantastic. It's brilliant. It really is. I'm going to use that. And then, but also then you, you've got the ability to save their number as a do not answer. Nice one. And I think I'm down to do not answer about 143 <laughs> on my phone. I think you're about do not answer 56 or something like that. <laughs> Liar. You're always calling me. That's the problem. That is my little life hack, which, which I give to you and effectively removed from myself because people will now know when they speak to me on the phone that I've done that. Okay, so now it's time that we really get our money's worth out of our good friend Charlie. Yes, you do. He's going to be bringing us our fitness tips. Last week he was helping us with our lower backs and he was helping us with, in the style category of layering earthy tones and dressing like Captain Birdseye. What have you got for us this week? Should we start with health and fitness? Let's start with health and fitness, Patrick. I'll um, get straight into it. So today I'm going to touch upon active daily calories, which is essentially the amount of calories you burn each day doing exercise, not just, you know, bodily functions. My Apple Watch tells me this number, but I don't know what it's about. What's your number, Patrick? I think it's about, well, I've been doing a lot of running recently, so I think it's sort of six to eight hundred. What's just happened? <laughs> has your sign just fallen down? Sign has fallen down. We ignore it. It's fine. It's a new office, everybody. Okay. I think my number is about six to 800 a day of active calories. That's good. Is that? Well done. Yes. Somewhere between 600 and 1,000 is, um, is a, healthy, a healthy place to be. Okay. So if you're not burning your active daily calories, essentially you're just going to be putting on weight, which let's be honest, nobody wants, especially when spring, summer is looming. Sometimes I like to go for a bulk, Charlie. A bulk is all very good, Patrick, but getting fat and bulking isn't quite the same thing, I don't think. It's the only way I know. 
So here we go. Here's your three tips to smash through your daily target of your active calories. The first thing is vary your exercise types. Don't just become a runner and do running. Become a cyclist and do cycling. Vary it up and have different types of exercises throughout the day. Variety is the spice of life. And if you're doing the same old exercise, trying to get as many calories through it, then you're only going to get bored. So what you're telling me there is if I go for a walk, it's actually still valuable to me. For sure. I'm one of these people that thinks, oh, I can't be bothered to go for a walk. I'll just, I, I have to go for a run three or four times a week and then I'm done. But actually you're telling me that that's not the way. No, a sneaky afternoon walk. It might feel like it's just a breath of fresh air, but it actually get your um, iWatch on and you'll be able to count the calories. Which brings me on to my second point, which is understanding how many calories your body burns. Now, this is where smartwatches really have sort of put the bar up a bit. And um, I know they're quite expensive, so I'm not saying tip number two is go out and buy one, but just borrow one off a friend or a family member for a day or two. Give you, go do a bit of exercise and you, you can start tracing the amount of calories you burn. Once you understand it and you know the numbers, it'll be easier to, you know, smash that target, that daily target between 600 and 1,000. Yep. Now, the last point, Patrick, is we just touched on this last week, is weight training. So that doesn't mean, you know, squatting and deadlifts. It just means lifting a bit of weight that challenges you. Yeah, it's quite tricky at the moment with gyms closed, etc. But I'm sure you have bits around the house which you can lift, you can hold, you can buy a dumbbell pretty cheaply online and do all sorts of things with it. And essentially, training, weight training increases your metabolism hugely, which essentially is the process that living organisms do to maintain life so your metabolism being faster means you digest stuff quicker your body absorbs nutrients better and essentially you're just you're just burning more calories with a better metabolism uh, weightlifting is also extremely good for your bone density it wards off arthritis patrick you might be getting to that age and it also lessens the risk of fractures which i guess is hugely important for anyone of all ages so there are your three tips for getting through your active daily calories and um i hope you enjoyed them did you enjoy them patrick uh, well yeah i i mean i suppose what we're telling people is that when we're talking about weight training you don't have to jump straight into the sort of meathead section of the um no obviously some days you know if you need to find me you'll find me in the uh, heavy free weight section of the gym <laughs> but um you don't have to start there we're just basically what you're telling people is they're just going to build some resistance and that will that will help them burn the calories that they need in a day while they're doing nothing exactly and even after you've done your resistance training you burn calories after you've finished more so and then once you start building muscle you actually burn more calories from doing nothing once the muscle's there so essentially it's exponential Okay, so uh, what have you got for us on the style front? Maybe not dressing like Captain Birdseye this week? Well, I didn't say dress like Captain Birdseye, Patrick. I said layer earthy tones. That's a big difference. So, Is this considered earthy? Is this considered earthy? Like this t-shirt underneath my navy shirt? I would say so, yeah. I'd say you've done pretty well there. I'd say a little cream, a cream long jacket on top and you'd be laughing. Yes, yeah, yeah. So, onto our style tips. Building on our layering earthy tones from last week, I wanted to give you guys a few tips on the little essentials every man should have in their wardrobe. So, little spoiler alert, they're not clothing-based. The first, you might be surprised by this, but a hand steamer. 
Iron and ironing boards are old school. I am a convert to the steamer. Um, I had a steamer at home and it, it just makes my iron completely redundant. It's the only way forward. And I would also say that you stole mine for about six months. I did. That's why I fell in love with the hand steamer. You, you, from a t-shirt to a, and from any item of clothing is easier to steam than iron and it looks better and it's actually more satisfying as well so there's a reason people use them in photo shoots and it's because it gives you that fresh brand new item of clothing look crisp yeah exactly so that's your first one your second one bit more niche tide sticks these are new to the uk but they're essentially little felt tip pens that you scribble on your stains and it sucks the stain out of your fabric believe it or not so Buy yourself a set of Tide sticks, and when you have a little red wine spill, I know you, you, you're a victim to that a few times, Patrick. Yep, it's happened. You can just colour it in, and it's pretty amazing. So Tide sticks, they're available on Amazon. I like this. And the last point is a lint roller. Now, a lint roller is just a sticky roller that just brings any dust, any animal fur any loose bits and bobs off your clothing so once they've been hand steamed stain removed and lint rolled essentially it just adds a bit more pizzazz to your current wardrobe and they're all fairly affordable so your three tips look we're we're providing real value there charlie i like that okay Uh, and i think with that we may be heading into port on the, at the end of our journey for episode two of our podcast wow. uh well anyway thank you everyone for joining us um please do get in contact dm us uh, via our social channels at reef knots or email us at the beach club at reef cheers charlie thanks for your help thanks patrick cheers thanks buddy yeah.